0: Before we pray, we just want to welcome one and all again to our service today. You know, this time of the year it's holiday. I don't know the school's um, holiday and many people are on holiday. But we're so glad that you are here this morning and we want to welcome all of you to our service. And we pray that today will be a blessing just to be here. It's already been a blessing, just being here and being in the house of the Lord and in his presence and worshipping together. And uh, we want to honor the Lord for His faithfulness. And may you be blessed today. We want, to, we want to also welcome a special word of welcome to Anita's cousin, or what is it? Your, yeah. We want to welcome you, and may you just be blessed with us here. Just, or niece or nephew, something like that here. Yeah? Yeah, may you just be blessed this morning. Everybody else, welcome. And then, of course, we have a 26-year-old here. We want to just uh, wish happy birthday. He's only 26, you know. And so, uh, we want to, <laughs> we want to wish him a happy birthday. And, uh, when I looked at him this morning, I said, hey, you've got that Joburg look, but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, we want to thank the Lord for Brother Timothy and, uh, we thank the Lord for his li- his ministry in the church and just the impact that he has on so many of our lives and, uh, we thank the Lord for you, my brother, and uh, I know it's already been prayed for you. But we pray that the Lord today will just bless you, and that I pray that the family will spoil you today. That you hear that family. We pray that we, you will spoil him today, and uh, you know, and uh, by you just experience he, the Lord speaks. There's a verse in somewhere in Genesis which is the Lord, uh, you know. Uh, oh now i've forgotten the verse also you see that's the thing when you're 16 years old you always seem to forget yeah. uh, so, um, but the lord has firmly decided this and it will happen so whatever it is the lord has already firmly decided it i think it's in genesis 32 i think so it's somewhere there but i'll give you the verse later all right, I've marked it in my Bible, but I'll give it to you later again. Lord bless you. And then uh, let's, this morning, continue to pray for some of our folk. Let's pray for Mavis, Tanisari, who's going Tanisari, you know? Uh, John? Okay, all right. And then continue. Let's also pray for Anita, who's here, and then Linda as well. You know, let's just Let's just pray together. Father, we want to thank you for your faithfulness. We want to thank you for who you are. We want to thank you that in you we live and move and have our being. We want to thank you, Lord, that you are always there for us. We can depend on you. And thank you again this morning, Lord, for our time of worship where we could exalt you, we could magnify you, we could worship you, we could honor you and give you all the praise that is due who you are and your awesomeness, Lord, that always, Lord, that always makes such a significant difference uh, life so significant, Lord, because of your greatness. And we bless you for that. And now, Father, this morning we pray for those who are in need of prayer. We think of Mavis, and we again praise you and thank you, Lord, for her healing. Now, Lord, we've already asked you for her healing. Now we thank you for her healing. And, Lord, we know at that time of the year where the seasons have changed and 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 all of that, and... And, and, and sometimes, Lord, uh, that is why uh, these things happen, Lord, because we live in an imperfect world, Lord. But, Lord, we bring her before you and we commit her to you and we pray that wherever there's a blockage, wherever there's, uh, there's phlegm, wherever there's a hindrance, keeping her from breathing freely and naturally. This morning, we we thank you that healing has come upon her in the name of Jesus. We thank you for her healing. Thank you for Tanisari's healing. Thank you for Linda and what you are doing for her and accomplishing in her life. Lord, thank you for Anita. Thank you for your touch upon her. Thank you that she, she's here this morning to come and worship you and to give praise and honor to your name. We pray, Lord, that she will experience your fresh touch upon her right now. Then each one of us gathered here, we pray in the name of Jesus that we will feel your fresh touch upon us. We will experience your awesome presence in our lives. And right here, Lord, now that we will know that we are not alone, that you are with us. We bless you, Lord, and we honor you for this day. Thank you again for Brother Timothy and for the years that you have spared him and kept him. Thank you, Lord, for the way in which you are using him, Lord, here in our midst and in his family and and in the larger community and beyond. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you today, Lord, will just bless him. And that as he begins to reminisce, he will just think back and look back and and again see your great hand that has been upon his life, Lord, every step of the way. We honor you and we worship you for today. And we pray that you will bless all of us now further. And we pray that you will bless your word, Lord. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6. This morning we're going to focus on imagine a world without the armor of God at our disposal. I'm so glad the armor of the Lord is at our disposal. But you know what? It's only for those who, have, who, are, who are already wearing the helmet of salvation. Do you realize that? It's in Christ that we have the armor of God. Imagine now people trying naturally to fight the forces of evil. Do they have a chance? And uh, now let's let's read together and appreciate the fact that we have been issued with the armor of God as his children. Ephesians chapter 6, reading from verses 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That you hear that? Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We cannot see it, what is happening. We cannot see what the unseen forces are, in, are doing and how they are influencing others Did you hear that? Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate, breastplate, my goodness, let's start again, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. So far may God bless the reading of his precious word. Imagine a world without the armor of God at our disposal. We're finishing our Imagine series today, and from next week onwards we're going into another study in First John. But today, let's focus on this. The Bible tells us we are in a war. You've heard this before. Isn't it true? We are in a war, and our adversary is bent on destroying us. The Apostle Paul warns us to be aware of Satan's devices and tactics in 2 Corinthians 2 verses 11. Ephesians, one of Paul's letters was written from prison. At a time in which he obviously became acquainted with the armor worn and carried by soldiers in the Roman army. I imagine, I can just imagine, the Apostle Paul sitting in prison somewhere. It is a little dark, but as he he looks upward, there's a little light shining from a window somewhere. Can you imagine the Apostle Paul? eh? And... Because of this light and those precious moments while he has light, he begins to write about the armor of God. He's writing this letter in the precious, available hours of daylight. Occasionally, as he pauses to think, he notices the God outside the wall or his cell. Oh, he hears the marching of passing soldiers. Can you picture that? And as he is wrapping things up in his letter about the Christian's life, this image of the armor of God comes to mind. How do you like that? Eh? That's what happened there. I can imagine that. I don't know whether you, what you imagine, but that's my imagination this morning. Eh? And if we think about it, he's looking at the different pieces of armor and considering what each one is designed for. The helmet, the shield, the shoes, the belt, the sword. What would happen if one piece of armor were missing? That's what he's thinking about. Paul drew a powerful comparison here between a soldier's armor And the spiritual armor of God. And this is what Paul wants to say to us as believers. Do you know what you have in Christ? Do you know today how much power and authority you have? And this is why he he starts, and that's why I start with verses 14 and we will work back and, and go back to verse 12 and 13 later. But the first one is, it's about knowing our mission, verse 14. And it speaks about the belt of truth around our uh, around us. Eh? Our mission, first of all, he says, it's, in fact, verse 14 starts with stand firm. Our mission, firstly, is to stand our ground. Brothers and sisters, are you standing your ground this morning? Are you prepared to take your stand no matter what the enemy throws at you? Are you faithful in all situations? Not some, all situations. You say, hey, that's difficult. Faithful in all situations, eh? To stand means we will be able to hold the line, not retreat, not give up a centimeter of God's territory in our lives, in our family's lives, in the lives of others, eh? We're not giving up territory when we stand our ground. Today, but now, this is the belt of truth that we're talking about here. Today, belts are a fashion, isn't it? It's a fashion. rather. It's a fashion accessory. So the importance of the belt of truth is perhaps a little unclear to us in the modern world. A belt was the first piece of equipment worn, and it secures all the pieces of armor. Of the armor of a soldier. Wearing the belt showed that the soldier was to be. Secondly, not to stand his ground. But to be ready for action. Armed. Ready. Expectant. And watchful. Are you ready? To present the truth. Of who Jesus is. To others. Are you ready? To take your stand for him. Are you expectant that he will come through for you? Are you watchful, alert, and on your guard? Because you know that you cannot afford to take it easy in Christ. But as I said, it's a fashion, it's a fashion access, accessory, the bout. A bout was the first piece of equipment, as I said, worn. Uh, in order to keep the armor together. Wearing the belt showed that the soldier was to be ready for action, uh, as we heard. But, now, but listen to this. Since the soldier is busy preparing for battle, he's got to have this belt around him. Now, I want to explain this whole thing. The Roman soldier wore a tunic in those days or an outer garment that served as primary clothing. It was a tunic. Do you know what a tunic looks like? Most ancient combat was hand to hand. A loose tunic was a hindrance and a danger to the soldier. I don't know what is a hindrance in your life this morning that you are not taking care of and giving attention to in your life. But remember this. Before a battle, the tunic was carefully secured by a heavy leather belt. The same belt that also held the soldier's sword. The sword was also held by this belt. Can you see how important that was? The belt of truth was important. But now the other thing is our mission, certainly, is to be surrounded with truth. It's a belt of truth, right? Our spiritual armor is not a leather belt. It is the belt of truth. Our truth that surrounds us like a belt is important. I don't know how to put it. That's why I'm trying to change my wording here and so forth. Where no deception or darkness rules. And that is what truth is all about. No deception. No darkness rules. It's about truth. Truth of who He is, truth, of what He has accomplished in your life, and at all times living according to the truth. But I want to say this to us, no matter what you are struggling with, the truth will point you in the right direction. The truth will always set you free. That's when we talk about the truth. But then it goes further. It's not only the belt of truth. It's also the breastplate of righteousness. And our other mission is to reflect right living. A Roman soldier would never go into bat- battle without his breastplate. A tough piece of armor that covered his full torso. This piece of armor protected his vital organs in the heat of the battle. This righteousness is living moment by moment in obedience to the Heavenly Father, living the right way in the sight of heaven and earth. The right way of living protects us, the right way of living blesses us, the right way of living covers us. Isn't it true? Is there something in your life that does not reflect right living today? Won't you identify unrighteous activity in your life that weakens you today and begin to correct it and set it right with the Lord? or identify righteous activities that strengthens you in your walk with Him? and that's what we've got to be doing all the time, eh? Righteous activity. Do not remove your breastplate and leave yourself open to more attacks. And that is the thing. If we don't have the truth and we don't have this right loving, and we open up ourselves to something that is deceptive and that is false, we're in a dangerous spot and a dangerous place. Isn't that true, brothers? But then also, verse 15 also speaks about our shoes fitted. Huh? For the battle, it speaks of us being firmly rooted, verse 15. Today there is a variety of footwear. Isn't it true? Dress shoes, work shoes, leisure shoes, just to mention a few. Now, Roman soldiers, their their feet were fitted with sandals called, in Aramaic it was called kaliga. I'm not going to mention that. I'm not going to spell the word for you. These sandals were made to help protect soldiers' feet during their long marches into battle. They had extremely thick soles and wrapped perfectly around their ankles in a way that offered protection from blistering. I don't know what the blisters are in our lives this morning. I don't know what the scars are in our lives this morning. I don't know what is there in your life from which you need to, from which you need to be protected, but more so that you need to, as this child deal with. It also had spikes on the bottom to help them stand firm. You see the feet? Spikes on the bottom to help them stand firm. Marching on rough, Hot roads, climbing, climbing over sharp rocks, trampling over thorns and struggling through streams. His feet always needed protection. A soldier with blistered, there we go again, cut or swollen feet, cannot fight well and may not even be able to stand up. So we've got to be protected from that. What is it that you need to be protected from this morning? What is it that you need to give attention to in your life, brothers and sisters? You see, the Roman soldiers' shoes were tough and durable to protect his feet. As he climbed a slippery cloak, it was there. It was durable. And and, and when I think of durable, let's speak about this. It's, It's about endurance. What have you endured thus far? It speaks about staying power. And then it goes further. It's also, this the shoes also speaks about stability. Wherever he moved, there was stability. There was staying power. And of course, those shoes were the shoes of peace, the gospel of peace. They were shoes of shalom. Isn't it true? And I want to ask you, is there staying power in your life this morning? Is there stability? Are you presenting shalom to others wherever you go? Is your life filled with shalom, with peace this morning wherever you go? Because you have peace with God. Standing in the Lord's power means we need not fear any enemy When attacks come, our feet are rooted firmly on the solid ground of the gospel of peace or the good news of peace. The first three pieces of armor were long-range protection and were never taken off on the battlefield. Never take off peace. Never take off shalom. Never take off stability. Never take off staying power. Never take off right living! Never take off truth! Never take it off! It's got to be part of your life all the time. It's amazing. You know, when I think of all this, sometimes in a situation, I've got to, I've got to speak the truth. And I'm needed. There's sometimes when we, we, I only the armor that I need for that moment is truth. Isn't that true? Did you ever think about that? That the next time the armor that I need is right, uh, right you know, uh, uh, it's righteousness, it's right living. Then on another occasion, the armor that I need is stability, endurance, peace. And the Lord uses me as his child in those ways. But let's go back this morning to uh, verses 12 and 13. Uh, it's also knowing the enemy, verses 12 to 13. Our, wrestle, our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's more than that. It's not that person you see. I'll say it again. It's not the person you see that you are battling against. We blame the person. But it's not the person. In reality, it's unseen forces involved in everything that is negative and that is directed at us to destroy us. Where are they? Who are they? What is their mission? Paul's word, choisiya, is meant to help us connect the dots. Are you still with me? eh? (laughs) We are still up against Genesis chapter 3. Did God really say that? We are still up against you won't die. We are still up against God is holding out on you. We are still up against God wants to keep you small and insignificant. How embarrassing to Him when you are clearly smart enough to be in control of everything. And you cannot be in control of everything. He's the only one who is omnipresent, who is always present. We are not everywhere. That's why I always say this. Not even Satan is everywhere. So he cannot even be in control all the time. But the Lord is present all the time. The chief instigator and deceiver, the primary opponent to the kingdom of God, knows all about you. Know your enemy and will attack you wherever you are weakest. He will exploit you to make you crumble wherever there is a gap in your armor. Satan is a copycat. I want to say that he's a copycat. Did you hear that? He's a copycat of God. So where the Lord leads and guides people to do his will, to advance the kingdom of heaven, Satan too leads and guides people to do his will to advance the kingdom of darkness. All day, every day, an invisible war rages around you, unseen, unheard, yet felt through every aspect of your life. Everything that matters to you, your heart, your mind, your marriage, your children, your relationships, your resilience, your resilience, your dreams, your destiny are under attack. But brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. We might have unseen enemies in the heavenly places, but if we are in Christ, we also have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Ephesians 1 verse 3 We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. And then thirdly, it's about knowing who has your back. Verse 16 speaks about the shield of faith. Eh? The shield was made of a solid piece of wood and covered with metal or heavy oiled leather. The soldiers who carried those shields were in the front lines of battle and normally stood side by side with their shields aligned forming a horizontal wall extending a long way. And I want to see you, I want you to see our God this morning as our shield who covers us a long way. Think of him as our shield this morning. And how he's been shielding you and I from so many negative experiences, from so many difficulties and challenges. You know, and those soldiers would stand like a wall. And they say, this kind of stance would strike fear in the enemy because from a distance, it looked like a solid wall. A solid wall. Now that's our God. He's like a solid wall standing before us, shielding us, covering us, protecting us. But when I talk about, you know, he has your back. The Roman archers, as they stood, and it looked like a wall. The Roman archers stood behind this protective wall of shields and shot their arrows as they advanced against the enemy, think of the Lord, not only ahead of, in front of us, but see him. He's not a Roman archer, but see him as a Roman archer, and he uses his arrows. And whenever something happens, it is arrow. It is arrow that he shoots at that thing that is going to destroy us. Can you picture that? Are you still with me? Yeah, so he has your back this morning, brothers and sisters. Faith is the shield of the believer. Trust him, believe him, hold on to him. Trusting in the Lord's power and protection is imperative in remaining steadfast. You do not have enough strength or courage on your own that you hear that to fight this invisible enemy. You do not have the strength to withstand the sustained attacks of someone who has successfully been using these tactics on people for thousands of years on your own. The arrow not only pierced the soldiers' bodies, but it could also inflict serious burns and destroy clothing and gear. The shield had a Covering there. you know, if you do some research, it had a covering of metal or leather soaked in water. It was a reliable protection. And this is what we want to talk about against flaming missiles to deflect or extinguish them. Think of how the Lord has been involved in your life, deflecting missiles directed at you. Think of the many fiery and challenging situations that He extinguished for you and I. That's what the Lord is all about. Eh? Paul implores, do not dig into your own strength. That will not get you anywhere. Dig into the Lord's endless capacity of strength. Verse then, be strong in the Lord. And in his mighty power, we dig into him because unlike us, he has no weakness, no vulnerabilities that Satan could exploit, no shortage of strength, no gauge that would eventually hit on empty where he would be running on fumes. The Lord is always at full strength, has been for eternity past and will be for eternity future. He will always be there for us. He is like a river that never dries up, a mountain spring that never stops. Brothers and sisters, if you are in Christ, He has your back. When fiery darts Try to impact your heart this morning because He has your back. Extinguish them with reminders of God's goodness, God's greatness, God's grace in your life over your circumstances. Whenever your face wavers, remember in detail how we made a way for you before and He will continue to make a way for you but then firstly, here this morning, and we can go on and on and on, but we need to uh, reach a conclusion somewhere, somehow. Eh? Knowing your weapons, that's the last thing. It's about knowing your weapons. Eh? Verses 17 to 18 speaks about the sword of the Spirit, and also verse 18 speaks about prayer. What tools are you using this morning? What do you need for this situation? Whatever situation you are in, how do you implement it? Is it an offensive tool? Now, to say this, an offensive tool is aggressively dealing with the matter. That's offense, huh? I'm going to do something about this. I'm not going to remain quiet about this. Isn't that true? I'm not going to leave it. It's an offensive tool. Are you using an offensive tool? Or the other one, is it a defensive tool? And we talk about a defensive tool. How am I going to protect myself? How am I going to protect my family? How am I going to protect others? That's defense. Isn't it true? It's about protecting. What tools do you need at this moment for whatever you are facing? What tools do you need? This armor you put on is not your own. We heard it earlier. How we are going to protect ourselves is important. But this armor you put on is not your own. These are issued to you by the Lord himself. The Roman soldier would never go into battle without his helmet of salvation. I didn't even mention that as three actually. Helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. You need to have a salvation experience. You need to give your life, your all to him. You need to reach that point where you say, Lord, here am I, broken as I am, I give you my life, my all. You need to have a relationship with him in order for him to cover you. Yes, he covers others as well, but more so you and I, who are his children. Do you have that salvation experience? Why? Although when we think of how it speaks about the head as well, isn't it true? Why does our head, spiritually speaking, need protection? It is in our head that we formulate doubt and what? Discouragement. Isn't it true? The devil loves to whisper doubt and discouragement into our ears, using our own fears or insecurities to attack us. The devil tries his hardest to disrupt our relationship with Christ. He looks for a small break in our armor. He seeks out the weak spots. He seeks out our vulnerabilities. But the helmet is there. To protect us, our our minds, it means protecting our minds from those from those negative things and the doubts and all of that that we we hear the enemy whispering. And then, of course, the sword of the spirit. I can mention so much more about that, but we need to conclude here. You know, you know the sword was the central weapon for victory in warfare. The sword could be thrust into an enemy and then quickly pulled out, they say. How do you like that sword could be thrust into an enemy and quickly pulled out to attack another yeah, i didn't know that that's what i researched <laughs> and we discovered that it's not my owner eh? but it could, be, could attack another hebrews 4 verse 12 speaks about the the word of god being sharper than any two-edged sword we know that it is powerful use the word of god brothers and sisters in matthew 4 verse for Jesus used Scripture to defend himself against Satan. When discouraged, declare the promises of God. Think of Scripture. When everything seems hopeless, remember that all things hold together in Him. Colossians 1:17. Stand on the word. Stand on His promises. Hold on to it. And then, of course, the other weapon that we have is the weapon of prayer. Continuous communication with our commanding officer. And that's what happened in those days. If the soldier was not continually or continuously in communication with his chief commander, he would miss out on something and he would lose his life. We must fight on our knees. The one who has won the war is with us in the battle. The creator of it all is omnipresent and available to always listen to you. And you can always talk to to him. Tell him what you are thankful for. Talk with him about whatever is on your mind. Be armed and in constant communication with your commanding officer, Jesus Christ. Constantly getting information, wisdom, and discernment from Him. Brothers and sisters, we only move forward on our knees. Are you dressed and ready for battle? May each of us daily put on and use the armor of God. I ask again, are you dressed and ready for battle? Amen. Father, thank you for your word this morning. We went through so many important matters, Lord. But we thank you, Lord, that we could get through it and hear again, Lord, what we have available to us as your children. And Father, we pray that we will put on your armor every day of our lives. And Lord, if we need the armor as a belt of truth to use in that situation, Lord, Lord, Help us, use us to to, to make a difference. If we need to use the helmet of salvation and speak about our experience in you and how you've changed and transformed, Lord, let us speak about it. If we need to, Lord, live right and, and, Lord, walk with the breastplate of Righteousness, and we ought to live right all the time, but Lord, even in certain situations where we need to do the right thing and say the right thing, Lord, I pray that you will use us with this breastplate, breastplate of righteousness. Lord, whatever we need, help us as your children to be fully armed. For Lord, the battle is raging. And yet, we are more than conquerors in you, our God and Savior. Won't you bless us today, Lord? For greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. Won't you bless us, Lord? Won't you continue with us further? In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.